Welcome to Authenticity, which is all about shaping high performance workplace culture. My name is Simon Tyson, and in my role as CEO of the Real Learning Experience, I've been working with organizations for nearly 30 years, helping them create exceptional workplaces. As a leader, you know the daily effort needed to create a culture that produces great results and in which team members and customers are happy. Those things do not happen by accident. The journey isn't always easy, and that's why this podcast exists. Make sure you subscribe as we share our experiences and strategies to help you transform the workplace culture you have into the workplace culture you want. Hi, listeners, and welcome back to Authenticity, Transforming Workplace Cultures. Today, we have one of our bonus format episodes, which we call Front Page Leadership. This format addresses topical subjects within the media that have a strong underlying leadership message within. We take the headlines and the stories and we discuss and extract the leadership lessons to be learned for our listeners. Before we move on to today's topic, I would like to welcome my co-host, Simon Tyson. Hello, Kiralee, and here we are sitting in Adelaide. What a great topic tonight. I'm really interested in talking about what happened with Essendon Football Club, and I know you've got some background on that. The AFL world was a bit divided last Sunday after watching Essendon football player Darcy Parrish blow up at his own team during their tight loss to Port Adelaide. The Bombers were down by 20 points at quarter time after kicking just six behinds. A clearly upset Darcy Parrish could be seen remonstrating with teammates as Captain Dyson Heppel tried to calm him down. Now, video footage emerged. It was live and then it was all over social media of a fairly heated confrontational discussion between the two of them. It appeared Dyson Heppel was trying to calm him down. Darcy Parrish was walking away. What was going on, what was being said, we don't know. As a coach after the game, when asked about it, said he hadn't seen any footage. This, these were his words. I haven't seen any footage, but I would imagine it's having an honest conversation about how we can get better. That is certainly what I want to encourage amongst our guys. There is enough level of relationship, trust, connection there that I would be really confident that it's done in the right way and about how we can get better and how we can improve. That is important for us to be having these conversations. It's problem solving live in the heat of the battle. That is what we need to be really good at doing. As At the end of the game, Parrish was a standout with the Bombers. He had 39 disposals and Heppel was also a strong performer with 24 touches. Now, the AFL world was divided as a result of this. There was lots of people weighing in, lots of ex-players, lots of current players weighing in on their thoughts and feelings. It was uh, there was a Brennan Goddard who is an ex uh, teammate of theirs. He had the comment that it was really good to see Darcy do that because it's probably not in his nature. He's quite a bit of an introvert, and I'd say it's not natural for him to do that in terms of having strong conversations with people. So I thought it was great. And it's also been reported that some of the frustration was driven by the confusion that um, Darcy Parrish had thought that Dyson Heppel had a man and he didn't. Um, and So when we say had a man, just because we've got listeners all over the world. Yeah. So and- thought so when they were manning up one-on-one, um, thought that his teammate was on someone who wasn't and as a result of that, there was a loose player who kicked a goal. So they were responsible for man- making sure the opposition player didn't get the ball. Yeah. And so there was a confusion about 
just about there was a there was a communication confusion, um, which to me showed a real lack of clarity. There was a lack of clarity around who was where, who was playing on who, where people were, and the result of that lack of clarity was the discussion that was had. And um, someone else weighed in and also said, as long as everyone can handle it, I think those situations are normal for teams. I'd love to hear your thoughts, Simon. I know that we're very big believers and very big doers on having really honest, robust conversations they're conversations that are held in the right manner and in the right way. And yep. for me personally, I just love the way the Essendon coach articulated what he said. Um, it's about problem solving live. It's really important to us to have these conversations, um, especially when he said there's enough level of relationship, trust and connection yep. there. Of how we have these really honest, robust conversations that pe- a lot of people shy away from. And a lot of people see that and it's really confronting for them, but they don't realise that sometimes you come out of it and you're actually better for it. The relationship is better for it. You don't walk away. Like what's to say they didn't walk away? People make the assumption that they walked away and they were pissed off at each other. What if they weren't? What yeah. if they walked away and that actually happened they dealt with it. They said what they said, and then and then it was done. I'm really interested to hear your thoughts. Well, you've picked the eyes out of it, actually. So <laughs> I I think you've actually I think you've actually nailed the key points. The first thing I want to say about lack of clarity is that you know what I've played football remarkably badly, and there's a lot going on. There's bloody mayhem. There's players. There's 36 players on the field. There's there's one ball. There's bloody mayhem and there's always going to be moments of lack of clarity. And as long as the big picture clarity is there and we can pull ourselves back to that, there will be moments when we lose clarity. And that can be when we're not sure who's responsible for what player, et cetera, et cetera. That's normal. That's That happens in business. We have moments of lack of clarity and the better the big picture vision And the more people understand that, the quicker they're able to come back and realign with that and and regain clarity. But we shouldn't be alarmed by moments of lack of clarity. We should be... We should be alarmed by ongoing lack of clarity, which which does characterise some organisations. Coming to the incident, and I haven't, hands up, haven't seen the incident, but I have read about it. I think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. And the only thing I would say, and this has got nothing to do with most organizations we work with, is they probably needed to have the presence of mind to know that because they they perform, they work in front of an audience, in front of a camera, in front of journalists, they probably needed to have the presence of mind to walk down the tunnel so get out of public sight and then have that conversation. That would be the only thing I would change. But you know what? Even that, I'm a bit alarmed about changing because I love the rawness of it yeah. because it's real, it's authentic. It's it's two people frustrated by a performance that didn't work out and figuring it out. Now, if they'd started swinging punches at each other or screaming abuse at each other, that's a really big problem. But – if they express themselves in an animated fashion, if they weren't completely polite in the moment, 
I don't think that's something we should worry about as long as, and I, I'm not sure who the Essendon coach is. Is that John Worsfold? <laughs> Am I a few years out of date? <laughs> yes, yes, you are. It's Ben Who Rutten. is the Essendon ben coach? Rutten. Who is it? Ben <laughs> Ben, ben Rutten. Rutten. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> good on you, Ben. Um, <laughs> um I think his comment is brilliant. I think the fact that he's created an environment in which he says they know each other well enough, I trust that they've got the relationship in which they can have that robust conversation, deal with an issue and not feel worse about each other because we have a responsibility. We're adults for God's sake. We have a responsibility to be able to go into our workplaces, have a robust conversation, share different ideas and walk away okay about each other, even if we don't agree on that idea or that issue. We we can we can get and I don't I hate that bloody phrase, we'll agree to disagree. It's almost this passive way of, oh, we'll just make it go away, we won't talk about it. Bullshit. Talk about it and robustly disagree, but do it within this respectful framework where you walk away okay as human beings with each other. Now, ben Stokes, so I'm on safer ground here because we're going to talk about cricket. So Ben Stokes was, I'm sorry, not Ben Stokes, Joe Root um, was the ex-England captain. One of the players, Stuart Broad, a legend of England, England cricket, was dropped from the last series. Now, Joe Root's no longer the captain. Someone else is Ben Stokes. Stuart Broad was asked, What's your relationship like with Joe Root? You're now both players in the same team because he's been reselected under the new captain and the new coach. And he said, fine. And the journalist pushed him and said, how can that be the case? Joe Root was on the selection committee that dropped you from that last cricket tour. And Stuart Broad, and I love this answer, said, well, he was doing his job, but he's my mate. And he made a cricket decision. And if I'm going to let a friendship be burned, if I'm going to, let, going to let a relationship be soured because he was doing his job, that's pretty pathetic, isn't it? And I looked at that and thought that's exactly the mindset we need. We need to be able to separate the fact that we've got different opinions, different ideas from our yeah. underlying relationship. And that's what I love yeah. about this football situation. I've got one other thought, but I'm going to <laughs> no, pass back I, to you. No, I just think we, um, as human beings, get too caught up with thinking that a robust conversation or even conflict in general, we always talk about conflict in a positive way and having a conversation that involves conflict doesn't have a negative outcome. If it's held in a respectful manner, if it's held in a way where – you're not deliberately trying to use power or influence or just trying to be awful to the other person, you can actually end up in a better place. And so many people avoid that confrontational discussion because they just associate a negative outcome with it. Everybody saw the, that video and went, oh, well, how are they going to play as a team? And, you know, how are they going Well, That's a bad look. Because and- they went out and he had 39 one had 39 disposals and the other one had 26 or 24. So it did not impact yep. their game. 
It did not impact yeah. their ability to perform. That is Absolutely. what they are taught and that is what their mindset is to have discussions like that. And more people, more organisations, more teams need to have these types of robust, respectful discussions. It doesn't always look pretty, but it doesn't always have to end negatively. Sometimes if it's held right, you're actually better off after you have these discussions. This bloody obsession with things looking pretty, for goodness sake. It's Sometimes things aren't pretty. That's the reality. Yeah. Um, when conflict is handled well, it doesn't even look like conflict. That's right. So you and I have conflict all the time, but it never stings no. because we do it in this framework of a good relationship and respect. So – and. When I say we have conflict all the time, we don't always think the same thing. We don't always have the same idea. No. Yeah, for example, you made me do this podcast right now, <laughs> even though I said, Kiralee, it's a Thursday evening in Adelaide and I just want a glass of wine. <laughs> and you know what? We've got different ideas. That's conflict in many people's terms. But I'm bloody glad we did it yep. because it's a great conversation. Yep. So good outcomes happen when we're – Courageous, courageous enough to engage in that little bit of conflict. Yeah. And and conflict, it's got this rap. It's got this like, oh, con- conflict's a bad thing. No, conflict's a bloody great thing. The only two problems with conflict are conflict that's not handled well. So when people don't do it in the right spirit, when they let it become personal and aggressive and all that sort of stuff, and conflict that's avoided, they're the two problems. So these guys have had the courage to deal with this shit. And look, I have no doubt, I don't know, but I still have no doubt that they walked down into the change rooms and they sat and said, you okay, mate? Or they might have not been ready to do that because it might have still stung. But after the game, the next day at the club, they would have sat and said, are we okay? And that's a that's a fantastic conversation because sometimes you do disagree and it's important to walk away and sit with that discomfort, but then to check in with each other and say, hey, we're good. Fantastic. I'm really glad we can disagree in a way that's respectful. Let's move on. Yeah. Do you want my second Absolutely. thought? Absolutely. Let's hear it. That, that coach deserves a bloody statue. So – because his whole attitude is to embrace and encourage healthy conflict. Yeah. And I love the descriptions. I love the, as I said, you pick the eyes out of it in terms of some of the things he said afterwards. But so often we go into organizations and we have people who avoid conflict because they've got this sense of chasing harmony. So it's a, it's a culture of harmony, which is, by the way, the opposite of a culture of accountability. But very often, when we look at where that comes from, we've got a manager who actually punishes people for engaging in healthy conflict. So the person who says, actually, I disagree with that, becomes the troublemaker. Mm -hmm. The person who says to their colleague, I'm not comfortable with your level of performance, ends up in the manager's office being asked, why are you talking to your to, to your colleague that way? Yeah. And that's because the manager has such an aversion to conflict that they see conflict as troublemaking. Now, don't get me wrong. 
in the workplace, some troublemakers are just bloody troublemakers. That's the reality. Um, that doesn't mean every troublemaker is actually a, a conflict hero in disguise, but sometimes they are. Sometimes they're the person, as long as they do it respectfully, as long as they do it appropriately, and to see the Essendon coach, Ben Rutten, as I now know, <laughs> um, um, not just defending his players, but encouraging them to engage in that sort of behaviour, I think is brilliant. Well, I, I, he just named up that culture really, didn't he? He said he's confident that it was done in the right way and it was about how they can be better and how they can improve. And I think that's if you have a culture that supports those conversations and not a culture that suppresses those conversations, a culture that suppresses it, it goes from conflict and becomes tension and then just bubbles yep. under the surface. But if you have a culture that supports those conversations, a culture that educates and teaches the people within the team how to have those conversations and what they look like and within your values framework, only good things Absolutely. happen. Yep. So if he said if they handled it badly and he pulled them up and said, guys, come on, you know, I know you've got different ideas, but I want you to share them in the appropriate way, brilliant. Mm. But if 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 they're if, if emotions bubble over, and you know the only uh, something I did see about this, someone said, "Oh, it's an emotional game, so emotion." Yeah, 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 yeah. Blah blah blah. Because you know what, anything you care about is emotional. So people will be in workplaces out there where they're not engaged in some physical sport. It's just as emotional for them. So if it bubbles over, I don't have an issue with that. If someone you know, in this instance, someone sort of walked off or turned their back. You know what? They're not bloody robots. Mm -hmm. So if their emotions don't quite work out the way they should in that moment, that's fine. As long as it's, it's got to be within reasonable boundaries. But for goodness sake, we can't penalise people for having human emotions. Let them experience them. Let them process it and let them work through it together. Because, you know, when those two people have that conversation, and then sit down afterwards and say, we okay? Um, you know, that was a good conversation. How do you feel about the way we did it? Are we okay to move on? That's really healthy. And what the coach is doing, he's actually creating a, a climate in which that's okay to happen. And I can only congratulate him for Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And I love the comment, it's problem solving live, because I think we see a lot in what we do and with clients they tend to just go, oh, no, we'll, we'll just forget about that. Oh, no, I won't raise that now. I won't raise that now. I just loved the term, it's problem-solving live. It's, I love it's it. not I'm dealing with these issues. It's we're problem-solving. And that's I think yeah. that articulates their view on those conversations that it's not a conversation of uh, disagreement. It's, it's literally problem-solving. And they're giving them the freedom yeah. to do that. They're giving them the respect. They're giving them the ability. And as a result, they, they think it's only positive, which I I, just, yeah. I think there's so much to be learned. I, the problem solving live is, is just a great phrase. And, you know, because we see people that are still trying to resolve an issue three, four months down the yeah. track. And in fact, I've tried to help organizations with issues that have been 10 years mm -hmm. old because they didn't problem solve live. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, oh, we didn't have the conversation. 
but we remained pissed off. And now I've actually realized I'm so pissed off I can't move on. But now it's so out of date that how do I raise it and how do we get an, and not only how do we get an date, upside out of but it? Random behaviours and our habits. So something yeah. that happened maybe randomly every now and then that could have been problem solved live is now a habit that happens all the time. And so now you're trying to break a habit where you've really just given someone a platform to enable that habit yeah. to form and, and keep occurring. And just a little insight I had in that moment there was when you do it in the moment when your problem solve live, you find the upside as well as having to go through the awkward moment. Whereas when you do it four months later, the upside's gone. You've lost the upside. You're just trying to get through the shit now. And, And so do it live while there's still an upside to be had. I think it's a great learning from this. Definitely. Well, when I first, Speaking of conflict, when I first, can I get my wine now? <laughs> when I first suggested we do this, you said, oh, I really don't think now's the right time and, oh, are we really going to be able to have enough to, have enough to talk about? Well, 25 minutes later, we've had enough to talk about. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because you talk too much. But <laughs> <laughs> can right, I my wine you now? can have your wine now. <laughs> Kimberly, as always, it's an amazing pleasure. And uh, I'm really glad you keep bringing these topics to the table. I bring them to the table and I force you to talk about them. And then once we start talking, well, it's a little bit hard to stop you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the off switch is broken. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll talk to you. We'll talk to you listeners soon. See you. Thanks for listening to Authenticity, Shaping High Performance Workplace Culture. If this episode has provided you with strategies, insights, or inspiration, head to your favorite podcasting app and make sure you subscribe to be notified of future episodes. To get a sense of how your current culture measures up, you can take our Authentimeter, a free online assessment. It will take you about 10 minutes and give you an indicator of exactly how authentic your culture is. You can find that at authenticity.com.au forward slash podcast.